0: Welcome to Church and Other Drugs. My name is Jed. I am sick and there's a cold front. That's what's going on in Louisiana. Uh, it's going to be 20 or 19 degrees tomorrow, which may as well be Antarctica for us southern folks. Um, I also have a cold or something. I-, I hope it's not COVID again. I don't think it is, but you know, things just aren't the best. But what is the best is Uh, Is today's episode. We have um, my friends Jonathan and Haley and Kenan. Uh, Jonathan and Haley um, and our other friend Josh, we've all kind of bonded through Bad Christian Club and we all have a bunch of church trauma, which we will get to purity culture in depth. But today it's just kind of a relaxed hang uh, where we start to get to know them. So enjoy that. And then uh, next week, I just got done interviewing Suki Jones uh, from her book uh, See Swallow Me, so look for that. Send me an email, churchandotherdrugs at gmail.com and patreon.com slash churchandotherdrugs. Welcome to I know it's a reporting. Welcome to Church and Other Drugs. And today we have special guestes, guestesses. We got Kenan who's not special at all. And nope. then we have.
1: Well, yeah,
0: you are special. Special in my own
1: way. Special <laughs>
0: in your special in your own way. But uh we have uh Jonathan and Haley. Say hello. Hello,
2: hello. Uh, hi. <laughs> One at a time. <laughs>
0: Now is this your y'all's first podcast experience? Yeah, you have never.
2: <laughs> like I'm they, just gonna say anything. I was like, "All right, I'm going for it," and we both did it. We'll do, uh,
0: yeah, we'll do a hand raise. We'll we'll raise hands. No, I'm for just kidding. Staff, um. <laughs> so how did uh how did y'all did we all meet because of Bad Christian? Is that it? Yep.
2: Yep.
0: Yeah. Okay, but you y'all live close to Kennan?
3: No, none mm. of us live anywhere near each other.
0: But didn't y'all all meet up somewhere and hang out?
3: Yeah, at a uh, Josh Wings place
0: in Des Moines. Okay, in Des Moines, it's Des Moines. Des Moines. Yes, Des Moines. Des, Moines. Des, Moines. Des, Moines. Des Moines. So Illinois. So where are y'all?
4: North Dakota
1: north
0: dakota you oh that's right okay we're
3: almost in canada
4: yeah
2: what
0: what is in north dakota and why are y'all there so
3: she's here is the biggest reason why i'm here Um, okay they're married yeah we got married we met through the bad christian podcast um you have two kids and their dad is also here, and he's a pretty decent guy. And none of us – like, she didn't really want to stay here either, but none of us are fans of taking kids away from their parents. And I didn't have any kids or really any, like, hard attachments to anything. I was in Utah when we met. Um, so I just decided if I wanted to be with her, then that meant coming up here until the boys graduate because their dad's not moving. He's involved in the picture and whatnot.
0: So, What just is – Okay, that's, so, number one, that's pretty incredible that y'all got married because of a podcast. Once again, reaffirming that, like, this whole weird internet friendship thing is crazy, you know. It does have some good, for all the, the bullshit social media does, there are good things like this.
3: Yeah. Number
0: two, what does the dad do in North Dakota? Isn't there like only a few... Everyone up there is because of work, right? Isn't that the thing? He sells propane and propane
3: accessories. He does.
0: Um, (laughs) He's
3: also
4: in the National Guard here. Um,
0: Okay. Ooh. Do they have like research bases up there? What are they doing in North Dakota?
4: um, We have a lot of air bases here. So like in our town, we have a big air force base here. But he's not stationed there or anything. Like both him and I grew up here, born and raised here. We met like in high school. <laughs>
0: how how many people are in your town? How many people are in North Dakota? I'm gonna find out. But how many people are in your town?
4: In North Dakota, there's like what six hundred and thousand like six
3: hundred thousand?
0: I think it's sixty eight thousand last I In the tried.
3: in the entire state? Yeah, <laughs> in the state. It's like six hundred thousand.
0: Oh no, you got seven hundred and seventy-nine thousand. Ooh, <laughs> You've
3: been having babies still. Well,
4: uh, west there was like a huge oil boom. Um, so like everybody moved there and that was where the money was for a while.
0: <laughs> well so what city? We're in Grand Forks. Okay. So right
3: on right on the Minnesota border. Yeah. I forgot what state it was. <laughs> I was like right on yeah. the Mississippi border. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dude, that's so Dude. Cra- yeah, in Baton Rouge alone there's 300,000 people. Like in one city in Louisiana. That's that's yeah, so bizarre see. to me. So everyone does everyone just live in the same city basically? Um no, we're definitely spread out.
3: But like there's like there's like a handful of cities. There's Minot, there's Bismarck, Fargo. There's Fargo.
0: Fargo. Seen the movie?
3: Uh, um
0: That just—it just just seems like you live in Australia.
3: There's no suburbs or anything. It's like Grand Forks has the fifty-eight thousand people or whatever it is, and then it's just farms and nothing until
0: the next city.
4: And that's like an hour away.
3: Yeah.
1: Jeez, when did you get
0: internet? (laughs) (laughs) This meeting. We just got it. I just left. Just got it. Do y'all have TV? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's so crazy. And uh, that's I mean, you, you live like at the edge of the world in, yeah, in did, my mind.
3: We did recently figure out that it's far more worthwhile to drive to go to Canada to see concerts. Oh, yeah. It's the closest place. Winnipeg is the closest place to go to a concert.
0: How far away are you from Canada?
3: About yeah. an hour to the border like two hours to Winnipeg. Yeah. Damn. it's like four and a half hours to go to Minneapolis.
0: So yeah. Is it is the cost of living there super cheap? It's gotta be.
4: Um, yes and no, like some things, yes, but like rent is fucking insane here. Um,
0: wow, that's insane. There's like seven people and like fighting for what <laughs> one house, yeah. <laughs> one, yeah, there's, there's one an, house in, an igloo. Yeah. That's see, I figured it'd be cheap as hell. That's crazy.
3: I think it's cheap. Like, it's hard to say. I feel like everything's expensive everywhere now, it's that's true. In Utah, when I moved from there. Now I'm not really sure because, like, Utah's low and up, not huge. But I'll be honest, I have not paid attention to compare rates in different states anymore. I just, I know what I have to pay every month, and that's <laughs> as much as I think about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Well, uh, tune in next week, Church and Other Drugs. Thank you. That was a good episode. I just wanted to know about North Dakota. <laughs> we'll see you later. It. Okay.
2: <laughs> Ran out of things. Uh,
0: we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna redo. Uh, I'm gonna try to bring back today. I learned right the the segment where mm. Jed tells you random internet things that he learned. And today it's about suicide machines.
1: Okay, suicide wait, you, machines. You told me it was that P was stored in the balls.
0: Well, everyone knows that. That's okay. not a today I learned. I learned that in okay. elementary school. Why well, I learned okay, it? Okay, so wait. So today yeah, I learned for me. <laughs> <laughs> So, so all, all of us probably right have had uh, have had suicidal ideations at some point, right? Is that fair?
2: Yeah. To next, yeah. I feel like
0: not as much, but I've I've like at some point
3: in your life, some point, like at least like a fleeting thought of like, would it just be better just be like done with this? Yeah, ah, mm-hmm. very quickly. so. It's like the, the
4: wheel, like when you're driving like and you're you. like. What would, happen? Yeah, what would happen? Like just yeah. just a little bit.
0: <laughs> so, Boyd Taylor had some suicidal ideation, right? But he was also carpenter. So this dude, this guy, was living at his father's house, right in uh, Northumberland. I guess that's in England of someplace. Um, so he. First off, he told his dad that he was doing a construction project in his room, and so his dad just never went in there. He built another door in front of his door so that, like, if his dad opened the door, there would be another door. So that level of privacy, and he built a guillotine. A guillotine. I always thought it was pronounced guillotine. Is it not, or is it guillotine? I oh, think guillotine.
2: It's French.
0: Yeah, but like every every movie pronounces it guillotine and show. So yeah, guillotine. So he built a guillotine over his bed. So like he's laying on his bed and the guillotine is over his head, right? And he... So let's see... Da, 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 da. It was eight feet by three feet. The blade was attached to a network of wooden planks and levers... And was weighed down at the base by paving stones. The mechanism was timed to send the blade crashing down onto Mr. Taylor while lying on an airbed. So what he did, he even had.
1: Um, Dude, was, the fact that he's putting a hole in the no, air mom. mattress is rude. <laughs> Dude, so
0: what he did was he he took a bunch of sleeping pills, set the timer. Laid on his bed and while he was passed out, the timer would go off and a series of levers (laughs) would pull and he got decapitated. And then he had a mechanism afterwards to shut the power off in his room for some reason. And his dad heard a noise in the middle of the night, heard like a thump and just didn't know what it was and then had to go in there and find his decapitated son with an elaborate mechanism. Wow. Mm. That, would be something,
3: that would be insane.
0: That's crazy, dude. That's like, so, it, like, at every step of the... That's like Noah building an ark, but the ark was going to cut his head off. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like, I'm going to keep...
1: No, at, it's at nothing no like, that. <laughs> it's like that. It's
0: sort of like that. It's sort of like that. But it's like...
4: Dude, it took him day, like like weeks
3: probably. It took him
0: weeks.
4: Yeah.
3: No, it took him a weeks Like he took pride in this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It was it was creative, uh it was well built and it worked. Number one. That's yeah. That's so that's such So it, the messed up thing, it's like you did all that planning though and still you know that your dad is going to find you. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I wonder how he slept that night. Like did he actually sleep? I I don't
2: know. He took I- he
0: took pills. He took oh, pills.
4: No. Oh.
0: Yeah. He not he yeah, he knocked himself out and he took a bunch of sleeping pills and Man, timed wow. it for 2 hours after he was knocked out. Wow.
2: Hmm. Oh my god.
0: Nobody told him that he- <laughs> So nobody told him he could just do the pills. <laughs> right, right. No, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't really that doesn't really do the trick. Not as Number number two. Now this has been called the most uh, ingenious device like ever constructed for such a purpose. So I'm gonna share my screen. Please do. It. Um, okay. Share. All right, y'all see. Uh,
1: yeah. Oh, there we go.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, so what we're looking at is a construction helmet, uh, covered in concrete and eight shotgun shells placed in it. Okay, you see the little yeah. so it's basically eight mm-hmm. shotgun shells pointed at his head. You see the inside, yeah. And so he like had a string. So if the people, let me see if I can describe it to the people listening. So it's a, it's a construction helmet. Um, and around it, like horns are eight shotgun shells pointed inward with a completely encased helmet. And he pulled a lever and eight shotgun shells at once just obl- obliterated his head. Yeah. And it, it was all contained. Uh, so there was no. There was no mess, really. Uh,
1: so the title said "genius young man,"
0: because it, it it that's what that's what everyone says it's like it's a it's a feat of electrical design. It had a backup system. So uh, at, at the apex oh. of each projection, there's a hollow metal tube into which a nail was fitted, so as to be very close to the primer on each of the protrusions. Shotgun shells. Um, the nails were all wired together as well, and wire leads were then attached to an arc welder, which was to provide the electricity that would ignite the primer and cause them to fire. The nails are all absent from the helmet in its current state, as are the wires. Um, the wiring was believed to be metal from coat hangers, and the whole helmet is covered in a fiberglass epoxy shell that both maintained the integrity of the helmet during the blast and contained the resulting mess. Yang. Yeah,
3: it looks a little bit like Bowser's shell. It
0: it looks that's very true. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong. That's, an, that's that's
3: wild,
0: isn't it, man? That's like that's yeah. I don't even know what to what to what to think of that.
2: It's like you know? so much investment into. It's
0: so much investment, and really, like for real, that kid's a, an engineering genius. Like that's a like. Incredibly well built, well thought out, designed thing.
4: You think that these people were like happy, like taking pride and happy, like with what they're doing?
1: <laughs> happy and suicide happy. machines. I don't know that that goes together.
0: <clears throat> yeah, maybe not. But you're right. Yeah. Do you think you think he was? I think he was like I. I did. He, he showed someone. He's in like a forum and he's like, look guys, I did good job, guys. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. I mean, I suppose he never, like, really... Did he ever really know if it worked or not? I mean, obviously it did, but, like...
0: Oh, yeah, he would never know. He would never, never know, that's true. Only the rest For all he time knows, time. it failed. Um, Which so, one
4: would you do that? The helmet or the guillotine?
0: The helmet. Really? Because because they say... uh, So they used to do... There was a sign... They were really... So France, like... The guillotine used to be like the thing. Like it was entertainment. Everybody loved it. The whole city came out. Let's go watch it executions. And they became really interested in finding out if the head, if you stayed conscious for any amount of time after decapitation. And so there is a kind of not an urban legend, but supposedly one guy, they were like, hey man, if you are conscious afterwards, look and blink twice and supposedly the decapitated head blinked twice at the man at the execution so the, the theory was that it, you can, it, it survives like four to five seconds of consciousness afterwards Ugh.
2: That's so
0: I'll, I'll take the helmet
2: <laughs> I don't know but maybe it'd be like whoa
0: You're sleeping. I'm just a head yeah. That's like, you know what the scariest, the most hard. Y- y'all seen RoboCop? No. No. What? <laughs> You've never seen RoboCop, dude? No. What the f- what hell is wrong with you? All right, oh. this is, go watch RoboCop, and I'll pause it. Don't go watch <laughs> RoboCop.
3: Homework work for this week's episode.
0: <laughs> dude, so there... Oh, my God. That is insane. So... Uh, one of the parts in RoboCop, y'all are going to have to watch RoboCop. This is I cannot believe that. Um, spoiler, dude. There's a part. There's a part in RoboCop though where this prisoner, this bad guy, they put his conscious, his brain into a robot body, and so you see the robot body, and then they open a door, and you just see a brain, a spine, and two eyeballs in like a glass case. And that is the guy. And then you see what the guy sees. So like he's in the the tube, just he can't hear, talk, feel, but he is conscious and he's looking at this robot body. And that is like the most horrific thing I I can imagine.
3: That'd be terrifying. Like you're just your nervous system at that point. Like that's it. Yeah.
0: Well, that's, that's one of the, like you got simulation theory and then you have a brain and a brain in a uh brain in a bowl theory which is it's a explanation for reality that says like for all we know i am just a brain in a jar somewhere just being fed what reality is and you would never know that's the thing so it's kind of one of those like pointless things but it could be true for all of us yeah
4: Maybe. that's true i used to think I'm, that we are- somebody was playing me like in a video game
0: you used to think that who was playing you?
4: Just somebody. I don't know. Like just some bully, honestly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that so would be. Um... Yeah, that's
4: God, what damn it it. Like I did this again. Come on,
2: man.
0: <laughs> it's true. I mean, have you ever have you ever like had that? Um, It's not out of body, but like you're it seems like you're watching yourself do something you don't necessarily want to do. ever had that feeling
4: um i don't know i don't think so
0: i i have but i've done horrible things (laughs) no 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 but it's like it's it is it's like a weird feeling of of like i like this isn't you i can't believe you're doing this and like what is so that's kind of that is like that's the um And maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's more of an alcoholic thing, but like there are, it is a, it is a wild feeling to have your brain saying, do not do this, do not do this, do not do, don't do this, like while you are doing it. And it's just like, there's something else in you saying like, or compelling you to do something. It's like the closest thing I could imagine to like demon possession. It's crazy. Crazy.
4: Yeah, no that that's more familiar when you phrase it like that. To me it's just more like yeah, it it's it's more like this like inner monologue. It's like I'm just like listening to it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, did you know like some people apparently don't have an inner monologue? I've heard that. And also some people can y'all visualize things like in three dimensions.
1: Yeah, and rotate
0: it. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Jonathan looks like he can't.
3: (laughs) I probably can't. I just have never like thought about that objectively. Like, do I think about things in three dimensions?
0: Try to okay, so like try to picture an apple right now.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I can do that for sure.
0: Okay. And you can turn it around and all that. Yeah, but apparently some people don't have that. Like, do you talk to yourself in your monologue, or is your monologue kind of just narrating? I I
1: talk to myself.
2: I talk to myself for
1: sure. Yeah, I talk to myself. I process everything internally before it comes out.
3: Oh yeah, sometimes. Well, very much. I like be in my head just thinking through things, and some of those are like useless conversations where I talk for other people too. Um, (laughs) Yeah. No. Oh god, that's the worst
0: (laughs) when someone's.
1: (laughs) winning an argument after the fact.
3: I say this. Come back with this, and none of it's ever real. Yeah.
1: That would. I wonder what it would be like to.
0: I mean, that goes into the whole like, what the hell is consciousness? Like, where do your thoughts come from? Are we our thoughts? Yeah,
1: wild. Like, where do they come from, and where do they go? Where do they come from? Come from Cotton Cotton
0: Eye Joe?
2: (laughs) Did you
1: know? Did you know how much
0: I hate you? Probably a lot. Scale one to ten. Um, It's a solid eight and a half right now (laughs) um so this is the last uh today i learned and this is a little bit Well, i guess it's lighthearted so did so there was this thing that happened in world war ii with the japanese specifically where a lot of japanese soldiers stationed in islands around the pacific did not believe that the war ended okay like until the 80s, all right? They were (laughs) hiding out in the woods thinking the world was still at war and they just did not come out. So there was one guy that they had to find his superior who had retired. I mean, this is like 25 years later. They found his commanding officer, flew him to this island and made him say, okay, like relieve the soldier of duty. That's So like the, the allies would drop pamphlets on these islands saying like hey the war is over and they were like nope that's not real so one of one of these islands it was uh, a ship capsized capsized and 32 men and one woman landed on this island okay and (laughs) um basically this woman Went through, I think, uh, 11 husbands and they just kept murdering each other over this woman. OK, <laughs> so like the war is over, by the way, <laughs> they're on this island and they, they even say like this woman, they're like she wasn't um, like the soldiers are like she wasn't attractive at all. But like, you know, it's the best we can do. And so six, <laughs> six people got murdered uh like one after like the husband got murdered and the next husband would take over and then that husband would get murdered and so eventually the the guys got together and they were like let's just murder her instead because this is like she is causing all this trouble um and when she found out they were plotting to murder her she escaped uh and like she has a a legend now she was called the queen of Anatahan all right. Her name was Kazuko Higa. <laughs> that's why Yeah. And uh, she left and those soldiers still, I think they stayed on that island like four more years before they, you know, came out. But
1: well, here's the thing. But, like, she how, probably knew how, the war how, was over. That's it what I'm like, saying, I'm dude.
0: That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, like, okay. W- would that be a good, like if you found yourself stranded, on like Haley, it would be with 32 men and Canon and Jonathan, it would be 32 women. Like what <laughs> would you would you be like jackpot or would you be like, oh, this is this is going to be trouble.
2: I wouldn't it,
0: like it. <laughs> I wouldn't like it. That's yeah. Ooh, Jonathan's thinking. Thank him. <laughs> he's, like,
4: he's like he's like doing math 32 women
0: yeah
3: how many years was this going on no it's good <laughs> yeah no but like they they were killing the other guys though like it doesn't sound like they were coming in like really fighting over her being abused like they were at least respectful it's like she's married we got to deal with that guy first yeah
0: that that's the interest and i wonder if that's a cultural thing mouth. i wonder if that's a cultural thing because i can think of i mean if I just said it was just 32 random men and one woman, like you would assume that there's going to be some not good things happening there. Right. Yeah. But they all respected the, uh, the laws of marriage and they just killed each other instead.
2: Yeah. interesting. And murdered. but they, uh, <sighs>
0: they merged. Yep. Yep.
4: That sounds like a, like a M night Shyamalan movie or whatever. He should make that spot into a movie.
0: It, it does i mean i feel like that's that's kind of i feel like there have been
4: like movies the village like, that. like the village sort of was... or like
0: gilligan's island dude you know i mean <laughs> the <That's a> village <laughs> slash gilligan's island <laughs> yeah no i can't remember where i heard like not that
3: story but i heard about the like the journal that just kept like holding that island for like years and years and years after yeah. the
0: war yeah 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 that would
3: but but i can't remember which one
0: I always thought like how terrible would it be to get killed and it happened like to get killed after the war like officially ended just because like nobody knew. Yeah. Uh bro.
3: Well like he never got to go home. Or did he did he eventually go yeah. home? Oh yeah. Oh well, yeah, because the, the guy came and relieved him.
0: Yeah. One dude though kept one dude one dude was like living in a woods near a village and he kept killing villagers and like stealing livestock and he was like a real problem. crazy. Anyway, right. those are those are my today I learned uh, two <laughs> horrific things which I don't know why I felt like sharing but uh it was interesting to me like and that. and one uh lighthearted um one man versus one woman uh and 32 men. Um speaking of uh islands Let's let's talk Epstein.
4: Oh
2: boy!
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. What Did you
4: what Josh's tattoo? By the way, say again. Did you see Josh's tattoo?
0: The picture in the thread. That's real.
4: Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. real.
0: So no. what? Like, la- what language is that in? Well, yeah. Tell tell the people what our friend got tattooed.
3: Orgy, so we started. I think it was you just randomly. It was in, in the just DC club. A- It was like me, you, and Josh. And you were just like, this is our wolf pack. And me and her ended up getting like wolf skull tattoos. Mine's on this side. I can't remember. But so it's the same tattoo that he has. Ours has all ammo from a Bring Me the Horizon song. that says, speak love. He was going to get the wolf pack tattoo also. And she was like, do you trust me enough to pick the text that goes under it? Without telling you, like, will you just get it? And he was like, all right.
4: I did ask his wife before. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: his tattoo says Epstein didn't kill himself in Portuguese.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so that was your idea, Haley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. We were dude. there
3: when we got it. It was... You were... You were like seven months pregnant, and we went yeah. to go see his band play, and he got that tattoo like two hours before the show.
0: <laughs> dude, that is hilarious, dude. Yeah, it was that is so funny. He yeah. uh, yeah, he totally yeah. didn't. He may be alive. In fact, that's one of the theories.
2: Yeah. Is that
0: uh, yeah, that uh, that he, that it was a fake, and he got moved out uh quickly, which could happen. There's so so. This is what bothers me about it. I. So, number one, number one, like everyone, the, the list that is coming out isn't a list. It is names. Uh, it's basically like a court discovery, like it's a lawsuit discovery. So these are all just names that were brought up in this court case. The flight logs were released two years ago. Like those have been out, right? And those have some very, very, very damning names. Clinton... It is so Clinton is just all up on that, dude. There are so many pictures of and I remember uh on BC Club they had that lady that said Bill Clinton raped her. They had her on. You remember that episode? Vaguely. It was way early on. Yes.
2: I remember and I,
0: Yeah, and I remember being like, is, is this I couldn't decide if I if it, if I thought it was it sounded true to me. Um, but like why have I never heard of that before sort of thing, but I don't know. So. (laughs) So what, what, what irritates me is like, so you know how all the like right wing MAGA QAnon people have jumped on this um, elite pedophile ring train, right? They're all like Mm -hmm. Hillary drinks, baby blood and all that stuff. And, And, and so, and yet, so one of my friends is one of those people and I just sent him Like I posted that quote of Trump saying, like, Epstein's a good guy. And some people say he 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 loved beautiful women and young ones too, or whatever. And my friend is just outright like, nope, not Trump though. He's like, it's like everybody else except Trump, even though and his argument was like, what, dude, he could like hook up with whoever he wanted. Why would he do that? And I'm like, that's the that's the point, bro. Like you have that much money and power? Like you start to go for crazier and crazier things.
4: Yep. Yeah. Well, it's gross. There, Isn't um, something released. I'm part of this, like um deconstructed like Christian site or whatever. And somebody was posting that, like this list of names or whatever. And it's a fake list, but the evangelicals purposely took out like Donald Trump's name in it. And <laughs> That's so he what he I'm saying, and like, I'm like, this is so bad because like people are believing it.
1: They are, but they, but what irritates me is that a lot of evangelicals that I've seen online stood by him even after things were proven true, yep. like the grabber by the you know what, and locker room talk, and they're like, oh yeah, he's a good guy, he's Christian, you know. His he got, favorite Bible verse was two Thessalonians. <laughs> two. Th- he got convicted
0: of rape, dude.
1: Yeah. Well, like, in multiple marriages and like, but yeah, they'll look at President Obama and be like, he's the Antichrist.
0: Yeah, bro. Which is like the most blatantly racist thing. Like, can can we just call that a spade? Like, you hate him because he's black, right? Like, yeah. that's why. Is that? Am I? Like, come oh, on. the other, yeah. bro, <laughs> man. Well and, and this is what bothers me too. This is man, they have they have gotten us good. Like they have gotten people good. Cuz number 1, now they have people really convinced that any of them are good. They're all terrible. None of them have our interest at heart. It is like our dude, our our society's kind of past the tipping point and it's mm-hmm. it's hit the like <laughs> It's gone. Like the our government is ruled for, by money.
1: For yeah. anyone who gets into politics with the right motivations, you're not gonna you're survive. not gonna make it. No, you're not gonna yeah. make it.
0: And that's what. So the the theory, the prevailing theory of Epstein and Jelaine Jislane <laughs> Maxwell, um, is that they are Mossad agents that got blackmail on powerful people. So basically getting them young women, underage kids, whatever getting video, getting pictures and basically saying, now we own you. You're going to do what we want. That's kind of the, that's like the prevailing conspiracy theory. This, uh, this is the whole thing that this, I could sum up what's wrong with everything in this statement that it is proven that there is a child sex slave ring involving high-powered people. That is true, and yeah. nobody gives a fuck.
2: Yeah. N-
0: it, nobody cares. Like it, it's it's
1: you say nobody, I, I would say a majority of society.
0: Right, but but like The powers that be are pretending like like this is like something should have happened. Something should have happened. And nothing happened. And probably nothing's gonna happen. I don't think any oh, can I even say that on a recording? But I don't think allegedly. I don't think anything is gonna change peacefully.
1: I'll put it that way. Mm. No, it's not. When has anything? Maybe I'll put my foot in my mouth. When has anything ever changed peacefully? Uh, well,
0: Jesus did change the world, Kenneth.
1: He flipped the table. But though.
0: but I guess you could argue that that wasn't peaceful because he died violently. He, he died. I was, think. Wait, what'd you say?
3: And there was that part.
0: <laughs> there was that part. I think that it's a possibility that like, this is the judgment of the Western church where it is going to, it is in the process of being split into these air quote Christians that are following the racist, the capitalist, the Trump, the, all that stuff. They're, they're moving away from Jesus and God and they're following that. And then you Mm. have the, people that are sticking with Christ and all that. Like I, I, it feels like this is a tipping point where like there is going to be a separation. And like, if I don't know anything else that would be as appropriate a definition as like the antichrist, like that is all of that is antichrist, like perfectly summed up. It's, it's, it's the, um, what does he talk about? Like the misleading teachers that like, um. oh, do you know what I'm talking about, Kenan? It's like saying basically that their words are like attractive and seductive and like, you're going to follow. like yeah.
1: the It's the established, it's the seeking after power and maintaining power through oppression instead of working from the bottom up and changing society at the, like the personal level.
0: You're, you're really good at working from the bottom.
1: I try, you know I bad. Now. you're very good. Like, there's some like say 32. the best. Some say the best, Kenan.
0: I'm trying to work on my my trump, dude. I was, I <laughs> I had it. I had it at one point. And ever since then, I just can't. I can't get it. Mm. It's bad. It's not good. <laughs> Kenan. Some say the best. Yeah, Power bottom. Um. <laughs> what? Dude, what why are you think?
1: laughing so much?
0: Yeah, she's red. Some that's say right. she's the reddest. Um, <laughs> What do y'all think? I've been jabbering.
4: Dude, that's a lot. That shit, like, freaks me out the most in life. Like, just the Antichrist, because then I'm automatically thinking, like, end of the world. We gotta, like, I've got kids. I gotta get my shit together. Like, what's important? You know what I mean? Like, but then, like, I really... Feel like I ident- I identify with like this. There is such a feeling of like this splitness of like I'm trying to find the people that like actually follow Christ and not follow the Trump and and all of the politics and that bullshit. And that's so difficult, especially up here. Everyone yeah. up here is like, I mean, there's pro Trump everywhere.
0: Yeah, I guess so. It's because it's it's just completely blue collar yeah is it is it is it heavily uh christian up there like or is it is it
4: um like christian air quotes yeah, like sure. i've been to church here like okay. for the most part and like you know especially like easter all the big holidays everyone's at church oh
3: yeah yeah good sunday christians for sure everywhere
4: but then at night and i mean we're the biggest like binge drinking state in the like united states i think like yeah. it's really bad everyone here drinks like and then that, and that's the running joke too in all the towns when like they're building things it's like either a church or a bar
0: oh wow mm-hmm. is it like a is it like a like depression weather thing you think like because it's so cold and is it is it do y'all have like the periods of darkness are y'all that far north or no that's all um, like, like
4: it gets, no, it's not like that. Um it it does get dark. It's dark for like over I think twelve hours a day. Like Yeah,
3: it gets dark at about four thirty in the afternoon right now and stunts. What? Eight.
0: Do y'all seven. have vampires?
3: <laughs> Probably. Not that I've found yet.
0: Probably. Is there yeti up there? Is there is there squashes in North Dakota? Probably you're near you're near Canadian. Yeah.
4: yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen any, but yeah, it's the winters are really hard. So, like the end of this week, they're predicting negative forty, negative fifty degrees outside Fahrenheit. Like, what?
0: Why are you there? Take your children and run, dude. <laughs> Just, like,
2: you're you're afraid.
0: Listen, I'm not afraid of the apocalypse. I'm afraid of negative forty weather. Y'all are <laughs> nuts. It's awful. You would, you would, you would die. If you came to Southern Louisiana, I'm convinced I would die up there, but you would absolutely <laughs> burst into flames. Like we hit like 120 this summer. Yeah, I definitely, like, I with- definitely, When I was moving up here,
3: like that was one of the things that like I thought about was like, like, that's really cold up here, but like, I'd rather that than 120. Like I can always, I can always put more shit on. oof you it doesn't like take it, off so much. I'm really white.
4: It does get, burn. Yeah. It, <laughs> does, it gets to be dangerous. So, like, when it's that cold, usually they'll call off like a lot of work and stuff because if any part of your skin is exposed for more than like five minutes, you can start to get frostbite.
0: Oh, no. So
4: like, you, have to, you know, bring the kids in the car and that. Nobody expects you to bring your kids in the car and that. You have to wrap up like wow.
0: everything. Yeah. That explains the drinking, I'm yeah. sure. Nothing yeah, yeah, exactly. dude, that's really when you get
1: really warm and then you don't have to wear protective
0: clothing. No, yeah,
3: it really exactly. is, yeah. Like everybody drinks because there's not much else to do.
0: Of all, I've always said, of all the um uh like nature ways to die, I would choose freezing, hands yes. down. Hands I down,
4: know. I don't know, freezing sucks though.
0: Well, but apparently right before you get crazy euphoric and you actually get hot. There's a lot of people, they find them naked because you get, you suddenly get extremely hot. And so you take your clothes off in a delirium and then you die. Sounds great to me. As opposed to like burning or drowning. No, thank you. Yeah. Drowning scares me. I don't know why. Drowning scares me. Yeah. Because you panic. Have Have you ever waterboarded you or your friends?
3: no
2: uh,
0: <laughs> so, uh so when you know when when wa- when waterboarding was all the rage uh me and and dirty mike and some friends were like let's see what all the fuss is about and uh it's awful <laughs> it's terrible it's really you- easy huh how
4: did you guys do it
0: all you <laughs> do is you just you just like invert you someone lays down inverted you put a towel over that person and then you just water onto that towel that's all it is
4: so it goes up your nose and stuff it
0: it it kicks in your body's drowning response so oh, you sure. think you're, you feel like you're drowning
4: what is can you talk about how that feels like what does oh it's feel like? it's
0: it's a it's just a primal it is a primal panic like it's it's a it's an unescapable like your body and brain is is saying we are drowning get out of this but you're like held down and you can't and it's just terrible it's just terrible
1: so yeah. when you did it you, you held whoever was being boarded down yeah like to make sure they felt that way
0: yeah I mean we didn't do it for long but it doesn't that's what I'm saying it was just like a second and it was like oh my god dude that is crazy <laughs> effective
4: we all we didn't do that I saw so I was such a tomboy growing up and so like the guys want I remember one year they were really into like like you push up on your diaphragm, so you push up on somebody else's diaphragm, and you, you pass out. You Pass out. Yeah. And like that shit was kind of crazy because there was like one time I woke up and it just felt like they said I had been out for like five minutes and they couldn't get me to wake up, and I woke up and like everything in my body was like fuzzy.
0: Yeah. That
4: shit was. Crazy. Why was
0: that? Yeah. That that was. Yeah. We did. I think. Did you do that, Kevin? That that's like
1: ubiquitous. I... <laughs> yeah like first grade i remember trying to choke ourselves to see how red our face would get
0: in first think, grade you psychopath oh
1: yeah. <laughs> and then middle school it was the what they call it the punching game where you'd hyperventilate and someone just punch you in the chest real hard so you pass there, out
0: it's the same thing. there's a, so ours was uh yeah you stand against a wall and someone presses oh. on you then when we got older we called it a rising shotgun where you would you would Crouch down and on your way up, you would, you, you would just like inhale a joint or a bowl. Right. And then when you got up, you're holding the smoke in, then someone presses on your chest and you, you pass out <laughs> and you're super high. That ended when I broke through a door, <laughs> it almost cracked my skull. Like I just fell straight backwards, uh, in this house, one of our rooms, um, was like a uh, a converted um deck. It was like a bricked in deck. So it just had like these two bay doors, I think they're called. Like glass doors basically not glass French doors. French yeah. doors. And I completely fell through that like straight up. And I was like, well maybe that's the end of that. Yeah. You, rising I, rising I shotguns we called them.
3: Done any of these things. I didn't even know this worked. I got so much stuff to try now. He was homeschooled <laughs> oh yeah. i grew up homeschooled in a super conservative church so i didn't have any of these experiences
0: well so how was that
3: um where do you want to start i don't know wherever
0: <laughs> you want to start
3: um i think there was there was good things and bad things about it um i didn't mind being homeschooled at, like in my younger years my mom happened to be an actual teacher so like and my dad also worked at a school so like it was still really structured i still had the same type of schedule like we had the state's curriculum i still had to get up at the same time and classes start at the same time like my parents had it like pretty strict um and i feel like as far as educationally like it was good i learned a lot i don't feel like i was lacking that in that aspect but Socially it was a lot harder. I grew up in uh I grew up in New Mexico in Gallup, like right on the right on the edge of the Navajo reservation was where I lived until I was 18. Um and then most of my circle was like my my church friends. And well, kind of. I had I my I had gone to one church. Like from the time I was little until about, gee, what was it like? Maybe nine years old or something. And then my parents left that church because my dad was the the music director, and they wanted to start using a band and and kind of like phase him out because he's a real choral like traditional music stuff. So, um, so we found this other church we started going to that was a independent fundamental Southern Baptist, uh church of about i don't know like 30 people so then the only other kids that i hung around with were like the the pastor's kids
0: were they like Um, were they the because uh a pastor's kid is the the first person i smoked cigarettes and weed with so like were they bad pastor's kids or good pastor's kids
3: they're both there is some of them some of them were in one way some were the other they had like a like a couple of them were the like almost almost goody two shoes like better than everybody like and nobody could touch us because we're the pastor's kids you know um and then the other ones were like they had that face where was it like at church and whatnot they still had that kind of front but then like they were the first ones that gave me like a sip of whiskey I never like I didn't smoke weed or anything until I was an adult or cigarettes or anything like that until I was None of that was until after my first divorce. I was like 26 or 27, I think, before I tried any of that. Wow. Um, yeah. Late. Yeah. Uh, the late bloomer. I, said, <laughs> I got lots of stuff to try. No. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, that's the way to do it. Look, like, the big mistake, um, and this is what I'm going to try to avoid with my daughter, like, the big thing, like, to avoid uh, addiction is not doing it when you're young like that's the big that's how you really screw your brain up is trying drugs and stuff way too young while you're still developing and that stuff just gets hardwired so I mean you did it right
3: yeah on accident I don't know like so this is okay well I'll jump in on the thread like I had talked about like I kind of want to come back to this conversation and we don't have to get into like the purity culture side of it since Josh isn't here yet but like this does kind of Play into it. I feel like I end up struggling more so in like my own like. It's almost like a, a kind of jealousy where I'm like in even mm. these conversations, I find myself sitting back like I don't know how to participate.
2: Uh, experiences, are yeah. Like?
3: Everybody has these things in common that apparently, I'm being honest to me is like a super normal experience, and I just don't like. I have no box for like how to process these things or like because like. Obviously mm. where I'm at now, like there's I don't have like any judgment for people trying anything like that. Like I'm pretty open that way. But from my experience, the only box I had in it until I was like twenty-seven was like, bad. You know, yeah. Bad.
0: Like, yeah. Oh, oh that's interesting.
3: I find my body responding and like everybody's joking and laughing about these things like it's super normal. And I'm like, yeah, what's that like?
0: Oh yeah.
3: I don't know how to like participate. And I, so I find myself feeling almost like lonely and left out, even in like in the midst of conversations that I'm like with my closest friends, just because I don't feel like I can find like overlap in them because my experience yeah. is so different.
1: So I, oh, I found something similar to that in which they would call them um like testimony experiences. Yeah. You'd have people share their testimony in church, like, well, I got through this and this and, you know, the Lord saved me from 20 years of alcoholism. And I'm like, I lied to my mom. <laughs> yeah. There, there's and you're good... almost, you, yeah, you almost become jealous of the fact that they had that experience, even though, you know, it's supposed to be like super detrimental.
0: Yeah. There, and there's those reels. Uh, there's some good reels that make fun of that. They're like uh, the, like the, the tagline is like when, pastor's giving his um what do they call it before before sit there's like an abbreviation like before conversion or whatever and he was like yeah "Yeah, i mean i i was just you know sleeping with every woman possible i mean (laughs) hot women i mean supermodels but it was awful and i was i had kilos of cocaine but it was terrible yeah (laughs) i know i i know and it's but it's also, I and mean, this is a grass is greener thing. I've had moments I have absolutely been the odd man out where like especially in church groups where I'll be like, Yeah, smoking crack, am I right? And everyone's just like, What the fuck? <laughs> like, you know, be like, oh never mind. Like, just, no, you are not right. Just, just kidding. Just kidding. Um I did I did um there is yeah, there is a weird I had to like consciously like avoid that because it, it, it can turn into like a weird brag of of like this is all like this is how bad I was and I mean it's almost like you know Paul like I'm the chief of sinners it's like it's maybe he was the first one to do that like yeah uh, you you guys think you were bad bro I killed Christians like what do you got
5: <laughs> um
0: yeah I, I I get that though I'm sure I've had people tell I've had I've heard that a lot of like well I wish I could have experienced that and what's interesting is now that I have a daughter I am I want her to be resilient and have life experience and then I don't want anything bad to happen to her ever. Uh mm-hmm. so it's this weird um and, and that's yeah go ahead.
3: It's terrifying and it's so confusing to be like like that exactly like i don't want to like shelter my kids so much to the point that i was that they're like have like an un- like a bunch of like unresolved questions and like they get out from under our roof and just go like try everything and like yeah but at the same time like i want to teach them good judgment and values and things like that yeah and, i like i want i'd rather them make mistakes like while I can help them figure out how to get out of it but that's terrifying.
0: Yeah,
3: <laughs> I don't want them to make mistakes either.
0: <laughs> yeah, cuz I I wouldn't I uh, there probably are a few things I would but for the most part I would not change uh the things I've been to, been through um because of the experience and like the you know, it just builds things up but it also causes so so much damage. Um, so I, so I guess this is one of those things where, like, I, I, I guess with kids, it's going to be about learning that I'm not God, that I can only do so much. This, this is, this is like my parents do. They, they never smoked a cigarette, never did anything. Christians, you know, I'm sure they wanted that same thing for me, and then they just didn't know what to do when I, because I, I did like, like you're talking about, is. Like I was, it just came earlier. Like I was so, Oh, all that stuff is so bad. All that stuff is so bad. And then when that door opened, I just ran through it. And like, I ran through it hard, honestly, because I had this thought that, Oh, I'm just going to get it out of my system because I'm a Christian. So like, I'm not going to do this forever. So I better, like, I'm going to stop when I'm like 22. So I better just like get it all out of my, that's really what I was thinking. And boy, that not work out so yeah it's it's like yeah you don't want to shelter you don't want to just give them permission to do anything so i guess i just i guess we just you know instill values and then just i don't fucking know man i don't know like difficult. i have to figure out
3: that in myself i think that's part of it right now and like I've just, I've just, I just, I think I talked to you a little bit, like just recently started like checking out a church again and, and like we could go into a whole nother episode talking about this whole process, but like realizing like, what do I want to teach my kids? Because I don't know. I, I find myself so much because of both like, because I was just in the church for so long and then Got to a point where I was like, I don't know if I'm doing this because I believe it or just because this is the only thing I've ever done. Yeah. And so I stepped away, but I didn't really do anything to fill that hole. I just, I just, it was just like a blank, like neglected part of my life. And now I'm like, okay, I want to teach my kids something, but I don't know what I stand on. I'm not really sure where that is.
0: H- have you taught them anything about God? How old are they?
4: Um, well, so our oldest is 11 and then our middle son he's 9 and then Okay. two year
3: old. So those two are my stepkids. And then so, the two year. But they
4: do like, our older kids go to a like a Christian school, like a private Christian school.
0: Okay. So like So
4: and they go they've been going to church like every Sunday with their dad mostly.
0: <laughs> okay. So they have a conception of God cuz they yeah. say even they'll even tell atheists that the best course for raising children is to raise them with an idea of God. Like that's a study proven thing. So they're like, even if you don't believe, like at least give them this framework of, I guess it's, it's about uh, like moral and um, keeping it. It does kind of keep people, I I guess you need to be kept in check a little bit. Um, So for whatever reason they do say like the best course of action is to Raise them to believe in God. This was actually one other thing I meant to talk about. This, so this is something that bothers me. Um, I've never talked, I've never complained on this podcast, I do that a lot. Okay, so there's this guy, uh, that I follow. He's one of my friends, and he is one of the types that, like, every other post is about how shitty Christians are and like how ridiculous. It is that they believe in this and that is so crazy and brainwashing and like um uh, he he's sober and he like posted one of his sobriety dates and he's like, I'd just like to thank myself because I did it. Not God, not. It's just like, OK, bro, we get it. <laughs> and for his son's like third birthday party. Uh, It was Satan themed. He's like, my son wanted to have a Satan themed birthday party. So that's what we did. And it was like a pentagram cake and flames everywhere. And it's like, here, bud, number one, your kid did not. Like, no, he didn't. You did. Like, let's be, <laughs> you yeah, did. And you, Howard, <laughs> do you not see that you are doing the exact same thing? of the people that you hate is like, you are just uh, pushing your, like, I, I get it, bro. Like the, some, some Christian along the way hurts you, but now you are doing the exact same indoctrination. And it, dude, it bugged the, I don't know why it bugged the ever living crap out of me, but it's just like, <laughs> dude, I don't know. Something about like raising a child to have, Satan-themed birthday parties rubs, rubs me the wrong way. Maybe that's yeah. just me.
4: No, I mean, it, like, yeah, that sounds weird. It just sounds exactly what you're saying, that he's, he's like, having, he's thinking he's having a good effect, but he's having the opposite effect that he thinks he's having with, by doing that.
1: Yeah, his kid's going to be the next Billy Graham. Probably. Well, Probably.
3: Yeah, I mean, like, I guess the thing that comes to mind for me is, like, that seems not so much that he's like super like for Satan so much as anti like this thing that hurt him. And, Mm -hmm. and like, it doesn't seem like, like, I don't, I don't want to raise my kids in a way where like the biggest core value is to like hate of something. Be like, we are all against all of this. Like I want something that I can live for. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure what that is. I don't want to just be against this thing that hurt me all the time. Like, Mm That's it's good. hard and it's scary, yeah. Because the thing that hurt me, I find myself drawn back to because whether that's just the tradition that I grew up in, or if there's something that I still like is is really a big piece of me. But I don't like that. Seems like something. I'm trying to think how to say this, and I feel myself rambling.
0: Um, <laughs> no, that's.
3: I don't want like the, our values to be about what we're against. I want our values yes. to be about like what we're for and believing something and going for something positive it seems less about like foresight and then just like i'm just gonna make a big deal to piss off these people that hurt me and i'll use my kid to do it yeah yes
0: yes yeah that's a that's a great observation of it and yeah i think raising instilling any kind of otherness is not a mm-hmm. good thing and like we need because children naturally they don't have that really it's just they're gonna love every kid everywhere they don't they're not that is a nurture that is not a nature thing that is a nurture thing
4: well and like for me a big thing is like i want them and they know like they can ask questions i want them like to be able to challenge like especially in school and i think that their school is pretty good about letting the kids like ask questions but it's still there's still very much a black and white theme In that, like, even just like silly little rules, like one of the rules at their school is um, boys or no, none of the kids can have um, colored hair at all. (gasps) Your hair is your natural hair color. And that's the way God made you. But what frustrates me is that these teachers are like dying their hair to cover up their grays. You can absolutely tell. And like, I come in with my purple hair, my pink hair, I come in with all of this. And they're, they're instilling, like, my kids have asked me questions of like, well, mom, like, why do you color your hair? It's like, that's not what God, and I was like, it's not about that. Like, God's not going to be mad at me because I like want to express myself through my hair. Like, I think he actually takes pride and joy in that of like, I made Haley to be creative with her hair. Like, I don't feel bad in that. And so like that, like we always have those kinds of conversations. I mean. And the
0: simple, the simple pushback is like, oh, uh, are any of you teachers wearing glasses? Uh, Because that is not what the Lord intended. He made you blind. Okay. So uh, are are you wearing shoes? Because God didn't, uh, he made your feet to touch the earth. It's just like, that is a, you can't, that is a dumb logic that okay if you we want to go all natural then yeah then let's walk around naked with fig leaves over our junk like yeah
4: yeah so it's just like the silly rules like that and i i have to bite my tongue because like that school that they go to is amazing like in so many ways um like even my 11 year old none of the kids in their classes have like cell phones social media nothing
0: oh awesome
4: the 11 year olds like that go to public schools here they have snapchat they have their own phones it's like insane and in in my kids really like they it's not like a unhealthy bubble but i feel like it's a very healthy bubble for that age like it's an appropriate um i don't know what the word i'm looking for is but it's yeah it's <laughs> a it's a safe <laughs> yeah
0: it's a hedge of protection is what it is yeah, yeah. um
3: and I- yeah, we were talking the other day about like, are we going to send Phineas there? Mm-hmm. Because they go there because her ex husband pays for it. And so, like, I want him to go to the school. So they do. That was the, I mean, yeah, that's it's been expensive. the reason. Yeah, it's, it's
2: expensive. very, expensive. Expensive.
3: but now we're wrestling with like, all right, with our kid, like, are we going to follow this? Or do we, go, do we go to the public school system? Do we stay at this private Christian school? Which, like, obviously, like, I have some issues with but how much of that is just my shit from, Mm -hmm. from like my baggage with the church and how I was treated. And like the conversation we were having just the other night was like, if I'd grown up in the exact same church situation, how different would my outlook on life be and the baggage be if like, when I came home, my parents were cool with having these conversations and I knew that I was loved and embraced and could be like express myself however I wanted to. And like, if that conversation was more open like, would the church have felt as damaging as it did to me? Or probably not.
0: Yeah. No, that's a that's a great point. And
3: so part of me is like, man, like if it's a safe place and the education is good, like, yeah, I've got some weird beef with some of the weird rules, but like if we talk about that at home, is that gonna be an issue? I don't know. I guess I'll yeah. find out when you're adults and they tell me about it.
0: Um yeah. well Let's let's wrap it there. Let's put a pin This will just be part one. We'll definitely uh reconvene to talk more about purity culture. This was kind of just a uh throw it at, throw stuff at the wall episode. But um thanks for coming on, um everyone uh, but Cannon, <laughs> Yeah, we did actually I show up
3: today. Of- this is the first time we actually talked, huh?
0: Yeah, have
1: yeah. you
3: talked to Jason Yes.
0: Too? No, we've never we've never talked uh face to face. Which is the wondrous, the wonders of internet relationships. It's great, dude. It is great. Lots that's I, one day, yeah. One day we yeah. will all congregate somewhere. God, that's that's probably my biggest, not uh, what's the word for it? My biggest lament in life is that I have so many good friends just spread to the winds, and I really mm-hmm. wish we could all just live in the same place, man. That would be. Mm-hmm.
4: We, uh,
2: we, we, we would
0: all solve our, our church problem. Like, we would just have our own church.
4: We talked to, do you remember Rene from the Netherlands, from the BC? Yes, of course. So we talked to him pretty regularly. And there he's like, all right, like the other night, he's like, all right, in the next, like, two years, either you guys come here or we come there. Like, we have to figure it out.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. We and should go guy, there. I go,
4: oh, my God.
2: I, I was it's like, i love there. There. Don't to Don't go there. I know.
4: That. That's what
2: I told Don't him. do like, come Don't. here.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah. He's what, he's a, he's in he's Dutch? Where's he at?
4: He's in the Netherlands. He's like um what's the town that he lives in? I, yeah, I couldn't I, see Eidenho I'm actually learning Dutch
0: I'd right now. that's what if I go there I'm gonna be like 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 the chef from the Muppets. I love making anyway. Um, send me an email, church on at gmail.com, patreon.com slash the drugs. And right we'll where you you're out. standing.
6: Yeah, right on the foyer. On this dark day. Dispatch us to those separate work camps I'll dream about you I will not doubt you With the passing of time Oh yeah Should they kill me